It is the 18th of October, 2021. This show happens each and every weekday from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. <clears throat> oh, boy. Boy, do I have a story for you. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. Hey, everybody. This is Crank, also known as the White John Coffee. When I'm not busy servicing my four or cleaning up after my four tax deductions, I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast, and so should you. Don't forget to support his sponsors, because, hey, let's face it, the guy's not that talented, and he needs all the help he can get. What is up, folks? This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week, Monday through Friday, right here. Um, boy, you know, the uh, free podcast happens just like it is right now. And then I uh, kick it on over to Patreon for a little follow-up work for another 30 or 40 minutes. Uh, you know, that seems to be about the ballpark of the amount of time that I give you on the Patreon bonus podcast. And then uh, it's been like that for nearly three years. Just uh, keeping it simple. Just showing up here, talking into a stupid microphone. Try not to be, uh, try not to be boring. That's all. That's all people are looking for. Just don't bore them. Give them something. Talk about whatever it. Uh, figure something to, uh, that uh, that you want to talk about, and then and then get after it. Okay. All right, and uh, and that is uh, that is the case today. I have a plenty plenty of material of uh, things that have happened, stories, uh, takes on the news, all right now. It is underway. Several ways you can get this show. First of all, if you want the video live stream, okay, for now, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. You can see it on Twitter, at Eric Zane Show. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Here we go. <clears throat> and then YouTube, uh, Eric Zane show on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, bell notification, thumbs up. Uh, Frank fuss, my policy shop insurance brings that to you more on them later. You know, because I, I gotta eat, I gotta, I gotta pay for my mortgage. That's how we do this. Uh, but then of course the audio from this show, the audio is made available on all the podcasting platforms. Just search Eric Zane show and it will turn up or go to my uh, website, ericzaneshow.com. And, uh, all of this is there, including merchandise, you know, all of this, uh, links to the stories that I discuss complete with narky, uh, narky, snarky headlines. Okay. So now that I've got that out of the way. Yesterday was the day of the big Grand Rapids half marathon. Marathon weekend. It's about a million and one races going on. A 5K, a 10K, a fun run, a fun walk. Half marathon. Marathon. Uh, Mike Ball and I had agreed in order to raise money for the AT Children's Project that we would uh, take each other on head to head competition. And, um, wow. Uh, 
Each of you would donate $25 and you'd bet on who is going to win the race and by how much. If you, with your $25 minimum donation, and a lot of you put in a lot more money than $25, my God. Um, if you, uh, if you were closest in the amount of time on the victory after each uh, bet you made, you'd win 300 bucks. Second closest, 200 bucks. Third closest, $100. So $600 in prizes up for grabs. And we've been talking about it for some time. Now, let me just off the top. The goal was a thousand bucks for this charity. That's, that is what I was hoping we would raise. I thought that that was uh, fair and, uh, you know, whatever. Thousand bucks is a thousand bucks. We raised $2,485. Okay. Now, uh, full disclosure here of that 2485. Mike Ball, he doesn't want me talking about this, but I want to talk about it. He put in $1,000. He put in $500 leading up to it, and he bet on himself to win and put down a time that he would win by, hoping he could get some of that back, which he probably would turn around and donate that to the charity. I don't encourage, I encourage you to keep the money if you win it, by the way. Okay, it's a lot of money. And then he dumped in another $500. No pressure, but uh, Larry Crabb, who was a race announcer, threw in a hundred bucks yesterday. So uh, there you go. Uh, uh, I mean, seriously, that is fantastic. And then uh, we kept adding to that. So twenty four eighty five was raised for the AT Children's Project just from talking smack and you all uh, making those donations. If uh, this is something that you want to do, still. You can still donate to the AT Children's Project whenever you want. Uh, very, very uh, simple. ATCP.org. That's where you go. And, uh, yeah, you can help them out. Thank you. So, a lot of talk leading up to this race about who was going to win, whatnot. And uh, let me just start with the uh, how the day unfolded. That's that's probably the best thing I can do here. I don't want to uh, wreck the story by jumping to a certain point that uh, I got I got to do this right. Uh, first of all, I wake up. It was a little weird because I had to go to bed. I went to bed very, very late. Because I had a limo work and I didn't think that through. I took a limo job uh, that I was I was dropping off my uh, uh, passengers at midnight. I was probably falling asleep around 1.30 in the morning. Whatever. Uh, before the limo job, though, on Saturday night, probably about 7 o'clock, I said, hey... Um, this is going to power me through as I made not one, but two pepper jack cheese, grilled cheese sandwiches. All right. As I finished that up, before I uh, got into the Nutty Buddy, or I should say the uh, ice cream drumstick with the peanuts on top, uh, I said, I'm still hungry. So I uh, uh, ripped off one of the uh, NFK's Jimmy Dean sausage sandwiches. 
two minutes in the microwave, and then perfect. All right, that is all the fuel I need to beat Mike Ball. I did not believe for a second that he would be able to do uh, what he was suggesting he could do, and that was uh, run this thing at about, I don't know, an hour and 40 minutes. No way he's going to do that. No way. Uh, upon waking up, I see that I have a message from Joe Morin. Hey, I got, hey, this is me, Joe Morin. Yeah, hey, uh, uh, what do you say we get together before the race and get and meet somewhere and get a picture? Okay, now that message came in at 5.30 in the morning. Now, this guy runs 100 miles, like, in 24 hours, like, on a regular basis. He is a sick, twisted uh, person from another planet. That's that's what he is. And then at uh, 6.35, where are you? And then he, uh, he uh, it looks like he's uh, uh, sending me a message from the start-finish line. There's no one there yet. He, he, he shoots, he takes a, a selfie with his Pac-Man phone and, and sends it my way. Again, no one there. It's just him. And I wrote, yeah, I'm at home. My race doesn't start till 8 a.m. I'll be leaving shortly. You've probably been there since 8 o'clock last night. And he writes, I ran here. Now, okay, if he lived a couple of miles away, that'd be ridiculous considering he's running a marathon. And I would guess, I don't know, Joe Morin probably did that thing in about two hours and 40 minutes, which is super fast. He lives in Coopersville, Michigan. It's 18 miles from the starting line. So that fucking idiot uh, uh, gets up at God knows what hour and then runs 18 miles to run a marathon. What type of uh, sick, perverse world do you live in where it's fun to run uh, 18 miles before you run a marathon and then run home. What? The? That is a, a really, I I don't understand. I, I mean, even when I was uh, really into endurance sports, that is, uh, I would never, ever dream of doing that. What? Oh, if you had started, uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe you started running long distance late in life. If you had started uh, at a young age, you might've been like an, uh, Olympian. Uh, maybe you did. And you've just been this screwed up your entire life, but I can't for the life of me think about anything worse than, uh, uh, uh running 18 miles before you run 26.2 and then run home. Yeah, let's just put in a good 50 for the day. So I take off. I get uh, downtown. Um, I, I'm down there so late that the, the races have actually begun. They've got like some uh, kids run going on or something like that. So the, the cops are telling me to, uh, no, no, you can't. You can't be here. And they're like uh, turning me at every corner. And so I just park over by the movie theater and which is like, uh, almost a mile away. This proved to be a terrible move on my part. Uh, I walk in and then, um, 
stupid because you walk into the YMCA there and uh, some guy, right when I walk in, the guy goes, can I help you? I go, yeah, I'm here. I'm, you know, this, I've done this a million times. You go into the locker room, you change, you put your shit in a locker and then you, that's it. And uh, I go, yeah. And I can tell this is going to go poorly. And uh, I go, yeah, I'm going to the locker room. He goes, no, locker rooms are closed till noon. And I'm like, why? Why would that be? Why this year? I mean, I can understand changes because of uh, uh, COVID, but this this should not be affected. I still don't know why they did that. And he goes, yeah, go in the bathroom. I'm like, yeah, okay, great. So I'm standing in the bathroom. There's one stall. Some guy's taking a dump. Place smells like hell, a urinal. There's a line for the urinal, and I, I have to walk in into the bathroom in front of the sink and take my clothes off. I'm nude in the open area of the men's room while the door is open. And there I am with my dick hanging out, standing there, getting into my, my, uh, what I'm going to wear to run. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? This is ridiculous. So, all right, that happens. Then I have to go drop my bag off and the bag drop. I don't want to do that because, uh, I don't have my little, uh, ticket on there because I threw it away. Cause I didn't, I didn't think I needed it because I've got the locker room, right? Fortunately, it's uh, Don Kern's daughter is working at the thing. She goes, hey, Eric, yeah, I don't. I know you don't have your sticker. Uh, no problem. I'll just put your name on it. It'd be, all right, great. So that ends. Off I go. <clears throat> um, Larry Crabb, the race announcer, is, where's Eric Zane? Where's, there, where, where's Mike Ball? Where's Eric Zane? So I, I go up there. Hey, Larry, how you doing? Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit. Yeah, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll beat Mike. Maybe I won't. I don't know. It's all for the kids, you know, saying the, saying the right things. I see Mike. We're hanging out at the start of the race. It's good to see him. I go, hey, man, uh, at the end of the day, we raised a lot of money, helped raise a lot of money uh, for, for the kids, and everybody donated, so that's that's awesome. Great job. Off we go. Gun goes off. Running. Um, Mike is... Uh, He's uh, he's in front of me, but I I see him as uh, the first uh, the first uh, stretch of road, and we we make a right turn, and then we uh, we're going th- running through downtown, and I, I I I peer up the road, and I and I see him with his hang on, I see Mike. Damn it! It's gonna be one of those days, I guess today. Um, I see him with his uh, uh, baseball cap. I go, uh, you know, um, cause he said before the race started, he goes, man, I haven't really run since Chattanooga, which was uh, weeks ago. And, um, so I'm like, oh, well, I clearly got him. There's no way that I'm going to lose this. I go, the way I see this going is this in my brain. Now I'm, I'm really thought this was going to happen. I go, I'm going to hang with, uh, the uh, nine minute a mile pacers guy named Dan Omedian who can run forever. Another Armenian. I go, Hey Dan. Okay. I'm going to hang with you. And then uh, I'm going to make my move on the back half of the race. And he goes, okay, great. So gun goes off and uh, I see Mike and I go, Oh yeah, he's, he's going to fade. He's not going to be able to uh, maintain this, whatever, whatever pace he's running, he's not going to be able to maintain it. Eventually, uh, I don't see him anymore. I'm like, oh, he's, he's a couple minutes ahead. No big deal. I can make that up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. I'm having a terrible time. Um, 
We're rattling off our nine-minute miles. I feel great. I feel awesome. Leading up to this race, the longest amount of distance I've gone is 11 miles. And I'm like, ah, no big deal. No big deal. I can, uh, I'll just power through. Easy. Um, I was uh, hitting the water stops. So, all right, water. And I actually would grab the cup and I would actually stop, drink it, get all the water in, and then catch back up with the group. They're just, you know, 30 yards up after that, uh, after that slowdown. And I go, you know what? This is great. Cause I can, uh, I can, uh, my heart rate comes down a little bit, <sighs> take a deep breath, go back after it, uh, set up beautifully. I'm just going to stay with these nine minute of milers, uh, three, four, five, six, seven miles. No problem. We have, we are on time. Awesome. I'm actually talking. My heart and lungs feel great. Uh, in fact, my heart and lungs felt great the whole race. We get over to this area of the course where it's a little hilly, not the end of the world. There's a couple of good stingers there, but the rest is uh, after, outside of that, man. This is it. You get to this one part of the course at about this uh, mile mark, eight, nine miles. And uh, yeah, you're going you're gonna to hit it. Now, I typically slow down uphill um, and I... Uh, but no big deal. I hit a, a water stop and same thing as I've been doing. I go, all right, now I got to catch up to the group. And I notice I'm not catching them. I'm like, okay, well, these hills are hurting me because I usually struggle going uphill. But I'll make it up after the turnaround on the way back. All right. So then uh, as I'm approaching the turnaround, I felt something that was not, uh, that was, uh, oh, this could be a problem. Now, uh, and it was uh, a, a, a big lump of used grilled cheese sandwich and Jimmy Dean sausage moving through my system. And this was a surprise to me because uh, the hours earlier here at the house, I was like, okay, I just sat down on the throne and this is done. I am, I, it's smooth sailing. Apparently not the case though, because I felt this little like, uh-oh, uh, that's a little weird. Hit the turnaround. And uh, now uh, this is starting to become more of an issue as I'm not catching my nine-minute-a-mile group. I got to believe this feels a little rough. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work out. It's too bad because I was just getting ready to make my big move. Mike's probably right around the corner. Uh, prior to that, I, I saw Jeff Joush from Striders at about mile seven. And he goes, yeah. Mike's just a, just a little bit ahead of you. And I could tell he was being a snarky asshole. And that was my first hint that this is going to be a long day. So we got to about uh, mile nine. And uh, not only is, am I starting to feel the Jimmy Dean and the grilled cheese beg to be unleashed. Uh, I'm starting to get some pain, various areas of the body. Again, heart and lungs. Okay. But uh, something doesn't feel right here. And the thing about uh, doing stuff like this, at least for me is you can be feeling excellent at uh, one particular point, And within a period of like 100 yards of running, you're, you're screwed. 
you just feel like shit all of a sudden. It can be that much that at least for me that uh, quickly of a uh, of a of a development. And so then uh, the the my gut is killing me and I'm like all right, uh, this is getting really serious. So I'm like all right, I'm weighing my options. I can hang on and then get to a porta john. I now I'm like, all right, this is really going to uh, ruin my chances. This is going to hurt my chances desperately of getting back in this race. What am I going to do? Holy cow. And then uh, very quickly, I, I go, who am I kidding? This is going to take forever. This is going to be a huge slowdown. Uh, Mike, if he is right around the corner, which I'm starting to convince myself that he's not right around the corner, is going to really put some distance between us. Past mile marker 10. And I know where I am on the part of the course. There's like a, uh, almost like an oasis. It's actually a building in this uh, trail area of, uh, of, of this part of the course where, um, you know, there's a ladies room and a men's room. And so there's a, a throng of people ringing cowbells, yay, holding signs, you know. And uh, I, I go, it's, excuse me as I'm running up to is that restroom open and they go yeah I go thank god so I I make a hard left off of the course run up about 60 yards open the door I'm like please no one be in the stall no one be in the stall sure enough it's wide open there's no one in there okay now uh, seriously the relief that I felt it was heavenly I should have known that this was going to happen I haven't run in the morning once during all of this uh, training so my system is like well of course we're going to do this to you you haven't gotten us ready for this you idiot so I'm laying there and uh, my muscles are now hurting and uh, as I as this as this process ends I'll spare you the gory details but all you, you need to know it took about 10 minutes now, at some point in there, I was it was a it was great it was great discomfort too. I'm not paying attention as to what's going on outside of the stall, but as as the job is done and I'm now walking out, there's another runner there who's having this, and he's been waiting there. I'm like, oh no, I'm like, dude, I am so sorry. Like, don't worry about it. I got wash my hands, get out of there, and then I'm like, okay. Now I got to finish this thing. I'm three miles out. Let's just bring it home. You got to finish this race. I have to admit in the back of my head, I was like, let's just get the hell out of here. Let's just, let's just wait for the cart to come pick you up. This is really going to hurt. I could tell because it, I'd stopped. My muscles had cooled. There was, there was a puppy dog there and I go, Oh, who's this? They go, this is Macy. I go, Hey Macy. I'm like, Oh shit. I just want to sit here and pet this dog. I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to finish this race. Well, maybe Mike had problems too. Start running. Uh, I see Josh again from uh, Striders. I go, hey, buddy. And uh, talk to him a little bit more. And uh, I know Mike's miles ahead at this point. Um, past mile 11. Here come the marathoners. The marathoners started a half hour before the half marathoners. And I hear behind me a bell ringing and a whistle blowing. Marathon lead. They're, they're, he's lapping me. 
Morin might have lapped me. I don't know if I didn't. If uh, he did, I didn't see him. Hey, look out here. I don't think he did, though. I didn't see him. So the marathon lead cruises by. Um, and I now at about this point, that's uh, it was at about a mile and a half left that um, sudden sharp pain in my left knee, uh, my right foot, my left glute. Uh, my right knee was also in pain, but not as bad as the left one. So I am actually running with a limp. And it was very sudden. I was like, oh my God, this is just brutal. I haven't um, um, felt this bad since the first time I ever did a marathon. Um, and so, you know, this, this all adds up because if you remember, I told you the longest distance I had run leading up to this uh, half marathon was 11 miles. So just over 11 miles, my body's like, well, we didn't bargain for this. So here you go. Take this. Your body tries to get you to stop. It's going to, uh, you know, uh, all those little, uh, um, um, tendons and things like that. They're like, yeah, it's, it's just too much inflammation. We're going to make you hurt now until you stop. So of course you can override that mind over uh matter, but, uh, it, it's going to suck. Now, prior to the race, Joe Pellerita says, oh, I saw him at uh, package, uh, packet pickup. He goes, oh, you're going to kick my ass. Well, Joe, Joe comes buzz clicking right by me. There he goes. And he goes, hey, buddy, how are you? I go, not too good, man. I'm not, I'm not doing well. And Joe just, pff, he's gone. So we're at about a mile left. And uh, I mean, I'm not kidding you. Little old ladies are passing me. It was that uh, horrible. And I'm like, oh, man, I just got to, I got to cross the finish line. Now, the beautiful thing about this race is the last straightaway is a good half mile where you see the finish line, the big banner. It's on winter in downtown Grand Rapids, alongside of the Y. And it really, it's a, it's like an oasis. It pulls you in. It's like, oh, fuck, thank God. So if, um, and then I, I see it. Mike Ball is there shooting video of me as I am just uh, limping my way in. He's finished. Now, I don't know how much prior he's finished to me, but that, that news came to me. As you see in the video, it's on Zaniacs United of me uh, approaching him, and then we have a conversation, and I told some of the details that I just told you now. But I go, what time did you get this done? I'm thinking, I don't know, hour 50, hour 55, and he goes, no, hour 39. I'm like, oh, my God. And um, so we did uh, – he – kind of led me in. Thank God he was there. And I crossed the finish line and I am, I'll tell you this right now. I am done. I am never, ever going to do anything like this again. Um, I am as certain about this right now as I was back then. Usually a lot of times like I'm never doing this again. And then like a day later, you're like, ah, I'll do it again. No, I am. I'm done. I will never, ever do another thing like this. somebody else is going to have to do this. I will, I'll be the mouthpiece for it, but, um, the, 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 it's the discomfort and the pain I feel there, there is nothing good about it. And I don't, uh, I, I can't do the training anymore. If I do anything, it'll be 5k fun, run, walk, something like that. I'll volunteer and clap as you run by, but fuck this. I've put in, uh, 2008 is when I started doing these things. And I am, after this amount of time, no more. I am out. 
Now, all that's left is the timing. People had been placing the amount of time as to uh, Mike would win by. And, well, let's go over who did what. And I had a feeling when I, um, when I, when Mike said that I have, uh, that he came through at an hour 39, which is lickety split fast. Well done. Of course, when I was your age, I did it an hour 28, but no, I'm not even going to go there. No, I wasn't your age. I was, that was like 10 years ago. I was, I was younger. Um, ah, the glory days. I can't even imagine, um, being at that point. It just, it, it is such a pipe dream. All right. So I knew that I was about, uh, 40 minutes because he came through at an hour 39 and I came through at two nineteen, which is remarkable. And so all these, I remember looking at the, um, um, what people had thought Mike would win by. And I was scoffing when people put like 15 minutes. I was like, oh, there's no way he's going to win by that much. No way. Well, um, none of you, of all the people that uh, put in times, um, I think there was one person who put like two hours down. Randy H. put down two hours. But pretty much everybody else was uh, under 40 minutes. But I do remember seeing a entry showing up the day before from Andrea. And I thought, you know, I bet she won. I will bet money that she is the closest. And I was right. She was four seconds off. Four seconds off. Uh, Mike beat me by 40 minutes, two seconds. Andrea predicted 38 minutes, 58 seconds. That's actually not two seconds. That's one minute and wait a minute. One minute and four seconds. 3858. So that would be, yeah, one minute and four seconds. She, I thought it was four seconds. I called her yesterday. I go, you you won by you did it and uh, it was only four seconds off. It was actually one minute and four seconds. That is impressive. She wins the three hundred dollar prize. And disgustingly, her husband. Uh, he put down 36 minutes, 15 seconds. He wins second place, $200. And I said to her, I go, keep the money. Don't donate it back. The point of this was, I mean, that's, that's why we did it. So that's a very thoughtful gesture, but I wanted I want to get out in front of this. Keep the money if you want it. Okay. And she goes, no, no, we, we, uh, we were, we're, we're doing some, um, upgrading to the house. We really need them. I go, well, yeah, of course. Don't feel bad about that. I, I, I want you guys to keep money when you win it. I mean, because that's what it's there for. It's, it's, uh, you know, you guys give so much. You really do. Just knowing, just you being aware that the AT children's project is there. And if you ever do get to a point in your life, say, Hey, I got a ton of money. I want to give it away to somebody just, you know, whatever, then maybe then. So they have the first and second prize and Kenny got the third prize. Kenny gets a hundred bucks. Way to go, Kenny. 
Congratulations. So there you go. This is done. Now, the, dis- the discomfort that I feel today, um, remember I said I parked a mile away. The idea that I had to get my bag and walk back to that car was, oh my God, what a horrible thought. And I'm just walking slowly. It hurt so damn bad. Oh my God. Now, I can't tell you that I'm, uh, I, I, as soon as I recover from this after a few days, I'm still going to run and for fitness and things like that. And I will always encourage that, but it's, uh, it's just, you know, um, to keep my heart and lungs and keep myself from getting diabetes. I'm not going to sit here and just become a fat asshole. Okay. Uh, but, um, I am, uh, any of these, uh, long distance things, that's just not in the cards. Uh, uh, walk, run, I'll, I'll do a 5k, maybe a 10k, but that is it. No more. I am officially out to pasture. I think actually I can run a 5k or a 10k pretty damn fast. Um, even right now, uh, I think right now, if I, after I healed up, I could still run, uh, between 23 and 24 minutes for a 5k. But you, you know, for some reason, man, my body, it just really gives out on these long, on these long distances, even the training leading up to it. Oh yeah. You just got to keep training. No, fuck that. I am not doing that anymore. Because then when I train, I'm wrecked for the rest of the day. So that is, I am not interested in any of that going forward. And I still can't believe that people like Joe Moran do this. Put in 50 for the day. I mean, what, what, what type of fun is that? Running 50 miles. Oh, Daisy's trying to get in here. And I don't want to get up. I got to bring the queen of the forest in here. She's got the day off today. About being a substitute teacher like she is. When you're a substitute teacher, uh, it's like a lottery every morning. Do I have to go to work or not? Queen of the Forest did not have to go to work this morning. I wonder if she's even up. Hello. Hey, you're up and around. I am. Are you enjoying your day off? I am so far. I have announced to this great group of people that I am I am never going to do this type of uh, uh, activity again. That is a good thing. I'm out. <laughs> I have had it. Uh, yes. I think Not worth it. I think that if your brother raced me right now with his uh, uh, numb legs, he would be able to beat me in a race. <laughs> oh boy. You still feel untainable? I feel I feel uh, a little better than yesterday, but still very bad. And uh, yeah, it, it sucks. Can you can you let Daisy and she is at the door barking? She is. Yeah. Oh boy. She is at the door. Got to let her in when I got up. That's all right. She was snoring away when I got up. And then you got up and she got off the bed, and now she's she like must've. she's like she has a fear of missing out. Of course she does. She's terrible with that. Okay. And there's Benny with his baby sleeping on the pile of blankets again. I love the fact that we have four dogs. I love them so much. Okay, Daisy. Go on. Go join the group. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Goodbye. Okay, bye-bye. Queen of the forest.
a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, Sam says, well, you're not going to become fat anyway. I actually, um, uh, enjoy, enjoy the thought and I'm relishing in the thought of, um, not having to do this, you know, not having to spend this much time and, uh, expecting the discomfort from my knees and my hips. Yeah. Oh God. Just the, uh, just the uncomfortable feeling, just that walk. That, that one mile walk back, that was absolutely horrible. And going up and down the steps, it's like, no, I, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, it was fun while it lasted and I'm glad to have done it, uh, for the, for the reasons that we did it. And there will be other ways to do the, the same damn thing, but no way out, 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 out. All right. Ah, Aram says farewell to Mr. 10. Well, I don't know about that. I'm still going to lift weights and stuff like that. I mean, you, uh, it's very important to do that, but I, I, uh, I, I'm going to do this a little bit more sensibly, you know, I'm not going to sit here and become a fat asshole, but, uh, I'm still going to eat like crazy. I eat like crazy. This is okay. When you get to my age, 51 years old and, uh, you right now, these are my goals. One, don't get diabetes. Don't become diabetic. And I talked to buyers and buyers said, as long as you keep stay active, you will not. So, all right, there's that. And it's very important that I don't become diabetic because the number one problem for people with one kidney is diabetes. So this is, this is very, very important. Something else happened that was quite magical. Um, the day before, I heard from the tarantula farmer. He said, hey, my whole group, he had a huge gaggle of people that were going to be at paintball. Now, we had, um, you know, um, not the biggest crowd, but enough for a paintball war on Sunday night after the marathon, half marathon. But his group... They had a positive COVID test, so no one, they, they were canceling. So that put a real uh, 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 problem in place with our numbers for the uh, paintball war. So I reach out to Rick and I go, hey, buddy, um, just uh, FYI, this is what's up. And he goes, okay, well, we're still going to be pretty busy at the paintball facility. Let's just uh, punt on the paintball party and uh, we will revisit it in, uh, in a few weeks. And I go, are you sure uh, we'll have this this number of people? Maybe we can do this. And he goes, no, no, I'd, I'd, I'd rather. No, it, it'll work out better. Uh, and, and besides, you've got your marathon, um, your half marathon. It, it'll probably be better. And I'm like, no, well, that's not going to be a problem because I'm going to destroy Mike and I won't have any problem after. I'll be feeling great. Man, thank God for a positive COVID test, which led to the cancellation of the paintball war. Because... Let me put it to you this way. Uh, I, first of all, I wouldn't have played. Even though everybody told me, you're not going to play. I was like, yeah, I will. Everybody knows me more than I know me. Uh, just getting in the car and getting to there would have been an absolute nightmare. Because uh, yesterday, after I got home, even the smallest things seemed like a major ordeal. As I pull in the driveway, I go, oh, my God. 
before I can get in the shower and then get in bed. I have to let the dogs out. Okay. I put these dogs on a leash. And sure as shit, as I'm leading them down these steps in the backyard, uh, O'Neal and Bruce see something, a squirrel or something, and they start tugging. And I'm telling you, man, it was I was so close to falling like fucking Fidel Castro. Whammo! The fall of communism. Remember that, that clip when Fidel Castro fell? Yeah, it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Fidel Castro fall of communism. Let's see if I can get that for you. We can watch together. I'll have to link it up. Sorry. Anyway, he fell down the steps. It was incredible. One of the first viral videos, Fidel Castro's fall of communism. Right on his face. That would have been me. Thank God that was done. And then once I got them back inside, I was like, okay, uh, I, I'm done. And I went upstairs. The shower was incredible. But then even just standing there in the shower, I wanted to sit in the shower. It was that uncomfortable. And then I, uh, I, I shuffle off to the bed. And then after sleeping for a couple hours and then getting up after, after everything kind of settles down, and it's like uh, I I took two Tylenol. I can't take ibu I uh, I can't take ibuprofen. Uh, I can't even say it. I can't take ibuprofen. So I take Tylenol, which doesn't work as well for me. But I take it. You're like, why can't you take ibuprofen? It's because I if you have one kidney, you can't. It stresses your kidneys, and they don't like that because if you only have one, they, that's a problem. So you got to take Tylenol. It's processed by your liver, so it kind of barely works. Daisy. Quit it. Hey. So I'm laying there and uh, then it's time to get up after a couple hours. I'm like, oh my God, this pain. Just getting to paintball would have been, oh, so bad. So thank God this is a charity hurts enough. Enough. No more. I am putting my foot down. I'm I've uh I've given enough. I am no longer giving any more of my body away. Okay? I uh I am America's most giving soul and humble too. Adam wrote more charity, less anal. What the hell? No, I am giving nothing else away. I'm not, I'm, I'm no longer giving away body parts, time, uh, 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 days of pain. No, absolutely not. If anybody asks me to participate in any of this, no, I'm going to say, fuck you, fuck you and fuck everybody else too. Say no to physical feats of strength for charity. No, I will give you $5. That's all I'm going to do. No more. I'm out. I am out of the game. 
Got a tattoo, one kidney, and I'm sore as hell. Holy shit. I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's all been great. I've loved it. Uh, I'm going to link up uh, a couple of shows that I'm going to be appearing on. Well, one that I did appear on. Who are these podcasts? Did that show with Carl on Friday and Drew Lane from the Drew and Mike show showed up. I even heard Mark's voice in there. It was uh, and producer. Uh, producer Steve was in there. Um, my God, it was uh, it was great. Who are these podcasts? Uh, I'm sorry, producer Chris. I said producer, producer Steve. I got it mixed up with Dr. Steve. Producer Chris. Jesus, what an idiot. Who are these podcasts? Who are these.com? And I'll link it up. It was uh, it was a good time. If you like hearing me on other shows, it was on Who Are These Podcasts. It was awesome. I'll link it up. And then today, I'm going to be on uh, The Creep Off once again, second time in three weeks. Uh, me and Vinny Paulino, the format of this show is um, um, the two people that are doing it. Usually, it's Carl and Vinny. They each present a creep a very horrible individual who's done something terrible. And uh, you make a case for this person being the biggest creep of the two. And then afterwards you vote uh, as to who is the uh, biggest creep. Uh, Carl is uh, on vacation. So I'm filling in for him on this week's creep off with Vinnie Paulino. I'll link that up. Uh, Okay. Very good. So thanks for being part of this show. My God, it is not done when this one is done. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I will have a story about Jonah Hill is hurt by compliments. Jonah Hill annoys the shit out of me. I, uh, I, I don't know something about this guy. Um, but anyway, I'll be talking about that on the Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Eric Zane, all one word. And the open and the live stream of this show. Wow, 51 minutes, 51 after. I started a little late today. So uh, anyway, open and live stream of the show brought to you by these sponsors. First of all, A&E Heating and Cooling. Frost is on the pumpkin here in beautiful West Michigan. Chilly in the morning. It's time to get the furnace tuned up. Okay. I have a very old furnace in the house. It's uh, it's just one that I started with or when this house was built in 1995. It's, a, it's the only furnace that's been in this house. It's not going to last forever. Uh, if you get it checked every year, they have the ability to say, yep, you've got some life left in this. It's uh, And w- the way they do that... Hold on a second. Hey! Knock it off! These dogs. You can't hear it, but I can. And it's driving me nuts. Daisy is actually licking Bruce's dick. Stop it. It's making a horrible, disgusting noise. I can't take it. Yeah, hey, I'm doing a podcast and there's dog dick licking going on. Hold on a second. I got to break this up. Hey, what's interrupting the podcast? A dog's getting his dick licked. And then she gets down. What the fuck? I might have to have Dinah come get them. If I if that happens again, I'm, that's it. I got a short fuse today. I don't want to be sitting doing the podcast and there's dog dick licking going on. 
Jesus. Where was I? Uh, so this furnace is old. Joe and uh, and his crew checked it out, cleaned it up. I go, how much left? I think, well, uh, look, you're still at 89% efficiency. That's not bad at all. Uh, we've got this thing tuned and cleaned and running well. So this has still got some life in it. When We'll know because they can actually tell you, well, the, these values looking pretty shitty. This thing is not in good shape. You need to replace it. Okay, that's how it works. I know that because they tuned it up. They cleaned it and tuned it up every year, every uh, year at about this time. You should do this. And I would love you to do it by reaching out, call or text uh, A and E Heating and Cooling in West Michigan. 616-516-8579. 616-516-8579. When they do install a furnace for you, they utilize or uh, they, um, they install the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for this show, specializing in managed work, project work, and spot fixes. What are spot fixes? Well, let's say you're working from home. You know, your boss is like, ah, yeah, you know, we figured out in this pandemic that uh, uh, we don't even need you to come in. Uh, you guys work from home. Well, your tech is going to, well, if you have an issue, you don't want to be, what the fuck do I do now? Uh, reach out to Blue Frost IT, 616-200-8550. Uh, for anything concerning that, if you have a small or medium sized business and you're like, you know, uh, it's time to upgrade the tech. Uh, this is what you do. You sit down with Alan and get a complimentary consultation. He's going to ask you some important questions about what you do in your business to get a little, uh, a map of what needs to happen. And then he's going to take care of everything for you. Isn't that nice? Um, and, and you should do this because if you're the type of person that's like, I don't know shit about tech, I guess we need new computers, uh, I got Amazon and, and buy some shit. You don't know what you're buying. You could be paying for stuff that you don't even need. Okay. Uh, do it this way, please. 616-285-50 blue frost it. And then of course there's Mario, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke mortgage. This is one of my sponsors that, uh, uh no matter where you are in the U S you can take advantage of him. Uh, take advantage of what he uh, he offers, and that is mortgages. 231-332-6505. Now, he cannot uh, get you a mortgage if you are in South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii, but he has people in those states that he can uh, direct you to, and he will do that. So if your starting point is reach out to Mario like I asked you to, and hopefully you will when you do need this type of service, uh, that's great. And please mention me along the way, as I encourage for every single one of the sponsors on this show, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke mortgage, two, three, one, three, three, two, 6505 N M L S number 3035. You got to say that Eric. All right. Okay. Um, little sports news going on. First of all, uh, I'm really into college football this year. And a massive upset. Holy shit. This is one of those weeks where a lot of teams had buys. Like Michigan had the week off. And uh, Michigan State, uh, they ended up, uh, who did they beat? They beat Indiana. Indiana was good last year. This year, eh. Yeah, it's hit or miss. But uh, Michigan State ended up winning that game. That's good for them. And now what, what this sets up is... Uh, if Michigan, now this this coming week, Michigan State has a weekend off. And Michigan 
uh, plays Northwestern. I think they host Northwestern. Um, are they playing at Northwestern? It isn't going to matter. Uh, Northwestern stinks. I think Michigan football schedule. They are at home. Michigan is at home against Northwestern. They should handle them. No problem. They should blow those fuckers out. Now, what that sets up is a meeting between number uh, between uh, Michigan and Michigan State, and uh, in the coaches' pool. I'm pretty sure they're six and seven uh, as of right now. So that is incredible. That is uh, who knew that Michigan and Michigan State, as of right now, would be six and seven. Michigan moved up one this weekend somehow, and it, they moved up one because there was some uh, shifting in the top uh, 10, and Michigan State uh, moved up two. And so, my God, look at this. First of all, George is still a top, uh, at the top spot. Oklahoma leapfrog is, leapfrogs Cincinnati. They're, they're second in the nation. Cincinnati, I, I don't count on Cincinnati being there when it's all said and done. No way. You know, it's still Cincinnati. Alabama up to four. Alabama will be there when it's all said and done. In fact, I will say this. Alabama will be in the championship game. Then you got the uh, Big Ten. Five, six, seven, eight. Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State. My God, where's Iowa? Well, they got fucking beat by Purdue you assholes how the fuck what you idiots how did you manage that you dumb dicks these stupid bastards were number two in the nation and in the driver's seat and they fucked it all up by losing to Purdue holy shit they dropped nine fuck you they should drop all the way out of the top 25 what a bunch of dicks (laughs) <laughs> Oklahoma State's up. Uh, they come back against Texas. They're 6-0. and So you got one, two. Let's see. Who's undefeated? Georgia, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Michigan, Michigan State. Honestly, Michigan, I don't know. i tell you what. Michigan's got uh, some. They, both those teams. My God. They are on a collision course. This is going to be like a marquee game when those two teams meet. Provided Michigan doesn't fuck it up against Northwestern. That's awesome. I love that shit. I love it when uh, when when the teams in the state do well. I, it, I mean, it makes for great drama. There's so much more drama in college football than there are than there is in the pros. Okay, really, seriously. <clears throat> Meanwhile, oh my god, getting <laughs> lions. You know, you know, I love talking about the lions, and uh, they're now zero and six. And I'm looking ahead of the schedule, and um. First of all, they got shellacked by Cincinnati, the Bengals. I knew that was going to happen. Cincinnati's been playing very well. They're, they're they're a little bit inconsistent, but they're they're still pretty damn good. Um, Joe Burrow, the quarterback, is uh, is a stud, and the the Cincinnati Bengals beat the shit out of the Lions. I don't even remember the score. Was it thirty four to eleven or something like that? It was it was bad. Um, Jesus, the Lions. Um, I mean, what can you say? Uh, they they go into this game 
with the players that they have on the Lions are shitty. Most of them are shitty players. And the shitty players are injured. And they've been replaced by super shitty players. Okay? And you know it was bad when the week before, when the coach, Dan Campbell, who I love this guy so much, he says, yeah, um, we're going to simplify the playbook. Okay, so, I mean, it's not exactly, uh, you know, a, a Bill Belichick offense to begin with. And, uh, you know, and then they have to simplify it. So, an already weak playbook with terrible players is now going to be made weaker with more terrible players. Oh, boy. But still, I mean, at the half, they're only down 10 nothing. But you know it's coming. It's coming. And it did. It was just gruesome. Oh. I don't even like to sit there. Like I've said before, it's not like you can sit there and I mean, it is, it, it, yeah, even though, you know, everybody's like, well, we, we expect there, the fact that Simonson was like, oh yeah, I, I still find this to be one of the most ridiculous things in the world. He said at the start of the season that Jared Goff and the Lions would win more games than Matt Stafford and the Rams. It's like, think about how, don't you, when you are, have the quiet moments, when you're laid in bed before you go nighty night, Bill, don't you suddenly feel like unbelievably feeble in your thoughts that you would even suggest something. No one in the world believed that you're the only one that believed that you would tell that silliness to people like Lomas Brown and, uh, Dan Miller and, uh, and Michael O'Hara from the, uh, from the free press with lines beat right or whatever the hell he is. And they all went, what are you doing? What, what, how can you possibly say such a thing? My God. So now the only thing that is really left to question is will they or will they not lose all their games? This is a very real real possibility that they will lose all of their games. Okay? The fact that they drafted um, their their number one pick this year who um, on paper looks fantastic. But kind of looking through the lens of now you can kind of understand why Panay Sewell is having, you know, a, a year where he's being uh, criticized. And I, I, I don't think that that's quite fair yet uh, to do that to this guy because you have this man who's an enormous human being. because He's one of the biggest guys in the NFL. And he's only like 20, uh, Panay Sewell. And he played his uh, football season, his career in Oregon with not that many games because he left after like two years. And then he actually opted out the most recent college football season prior to this year because of a COVID. So he didn't play anything. So <clears throat> you got a guy, um, you draft him and uh, young and hadn't played a lot of football. And then you immediately take him away from the position. You, you draft a guy who is a left tackle and you move him to right tackle and Okay, so that's a little weird. But you didn't. we didn't think that at the time. We just thought we're getting a big stud, stud player. He'll figure it out. And so he, he spends the entire training camp at right tackle. And then the, the starting left tackle, uh, Taylor Decker, he gets hurt. He's done for the year. So they end up moving Sewell back at the start of the year over there. I think he's done for the year. Isn't he done for the year? 
I don't know, Frank Ragnow, the center. I think he's done for the year. All these players who suck, well, they, those guys don't suck, but a lot of the players who do suck are done for the year. These, I mean, this is fucking horrible. Absolutely shitty. They play at the Rams. Matt Stafford next week, who you know is going to be pissed off, and he's going to be because of the fact that the Lions, I don't know how pissed off he's going to be. He'll probably actually be pretty happy. Uh, but that's going to be ugly. And then uh, the, the only other games they have a chance of winning are Philadelphia in Detroit, uh, Vikings in Detroit, Bears in Detroit, and Falcons on the road. Uh, I predicted they would win four games this year. They would have to go four and seven on the year to hit that, which would be a hell of a turnaround. That's just ridiculous to say. Four and seven for the rest of the year, and that would be a huge turnaround. Oh, my God. Otherwise, they're going to lose all their fucking games and be 0-17 the first year that they go to 17. They haven't uh, won since December 6th of last year. They've lost 10 games in a row now. Fuck. A player for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, let's see. What's his name? Doesn't matter. Some guy for the Cincinnati Bengals. I was reading this beforehand. He uh, uh, was he went online and said, places near the stadium that uh, I should eat at. He went to like Twitter. And Twitter said, you need to go to this place called Mom's Spaghetti. And that's uh, the M&M restaurant. So dude went, he was an offensive lineman. I forget his name for the uh, Bengals. And he ate the mom's spaghetti. And he's a big dude, so he probably ate a lot of it. And at halftime, uh, he was he shows up, uh, uh, he's on the field. There's like a first play from scrimmage. And then all of a sudden, he barfs up mom's spaghetti on the field. So that's like hilarious, you know? Isn't that the, uh, the lyric? Uh, there's vomit on his sweater already, mom's spaghetti. The fucking guy threw up mom's spaghetti onto the field. And, you know, he's an offensive lineman, so he probably ate all of mom's spaghetti. So then uh, he's got 30 pounds of mom's spaghetti. And then uh, for some reason uh, that he gets sick and barfs it all up onto the field, goes flying through the face mask of the helmet all out of the field. Oh, my God. Jesus. Horrible. All right. Speaking of gross. Yesterday or on Friday, I was doing the show and I actually had to walk away to let O'Neill out. Remember that you guys are like, go let him out. He, uh, he was in here and when he asked to go, he's going to let me know. And he talks. Oh, 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 oh. So I actually had to get up, uh, the silence on the podcast. I played some music, hoping it would mute, uh, loop around. It didn't. So I, I get up and I, I leave and he goes outside and he has a, 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 he's having problems. So, all right, bring him back in, finish the show. Later on in the day, I'm doing uh, Who Are These Podcasts? Same deal. Now, on Who Are These Podcasts, there's no video element to it, but it is live. It's live on Discord, and we're recording. So, And, and I don't have the uh, uh, luxury um, of saying, hey, Carl, I'll be right back. I'm having an issue with something. 
because now normally I would, cause he usually has someone else on there with me, me and Carl. And like, maybe it's Andy or producer Chris or something like that. I don't have that luxury. So I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta get, I mean, O'Neill is sitting here and he's freaking out and he's really freaking out. And he's talking up a storm. He's like, he's really freaking out. I'm like, oh my God. Well, all right. Maybe he needs water or something. I'm holding out hope, but in, in my heart of hearts, I know there's, there's, there's trouble. So I open this door and, uh, I come running back and I, you know, he's none the wiser Carl. So we finish the show goes, it's like a two hour show. Do we do the show? Okay, great. Done. I come back and, uh, um, Diana is uh home from school, I guess. I think she, yeah, that's what happened. She's at, she's in bed. She's taking a nap. I go, Hey, what's up? Oh my God. How was school? Good. Okay, great. So, uh, I go walking down the steps and at about the same time, my brother-in-law, the NFK is, uh, uh, tromping through the house. And, um, I hear Eric, Eric, shit, fuck Eric constantly swearing. And, uh, so that's, that's weird. And as I march down the steps and he is meeting me near the bottom of the steps, someone's got the shits. And I go, and I'm thinking, oh, well, are you, is it you? Are you telling me, are you getting ready to fire off the Bush beer shit cannon? Bush beer shit howitzer. I mean, and then I'm like, oh no, he's okay. He's telling me that a dog has the shits and the, uh, a dog has shit somewhere. And I go, oh, okay. And it all makes sense. And he points to a spot. He goes, I think it was Bruce. And I'm like. Uh, I don't think it was. I go, I think it was, you know, the puzzle pieces are fitting. And I go, okay, thank you. Uh, I'm on it. And okay. If you're eating, this is, I mean, I've, I'm usually pretty gross every pro every podcast, but this is, uh, this is one of, this is horrible. O'Neill, when I let him out of here, he made his way to any spot he could find, poor guy. And he, it, I mean, it happened. It was like me two days later at the half marathon, except O'Neill is not on a toilet. He is using my rug. And I'm like, why, why can't you go on a hard surface? Why does it have to be in a, n- another perfect uh, example? Why uh, I need Bennett flooring to replace every stitch of carpet. I mean, it is... Uh, what a sick thing. If you have a pet, uh, rip out all the carpeting. Just do it because your house will be that much more uh, clean. Okay. Uh, this dump is, has absolutely zero solid uh, components to it. It is like uh, if you were making pancakes and you just just put it right on the pan and then you shut the heat off and just let it sit there. It's like putting pancake batter on a pan with no heat. Okay. Uh, that's what he did. So there are these, these deep brown grayish type of chocolate 
pancakes all over the carpet. And I'm like, my God, look at this. Look at this. Um, it was so bad that uh, we, we have a, a carpet extractor that puts a ton of uh, 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 disinfecting chemicals on it and then pulls it, pulls up anything into, into the uh, recovery chamber and then you throw it out. Uh, I, I am considering now after this process of cleaning the rugs of just throwing the equipment out because of the amount of, of, uh, of, of material that has just gone through it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, uh, so, I mean, it was horrible. So we're talking about, um, that whole process taking uh, a great deal of time. And then after it's done, then uh, rinsing the machine out and then again, doing it again with just water to rinse all of it. And then one more time with more disinfectant, rinsing the machine out appropriately every time. It's it's horrible. It's like it's uh, reasonable to just light the house on fire when something like this happens. It's that fucked up. And I'm like, holy shit. This is all Friday. I do a thorough job cleaning this. By Saturday, I'm building a piece of furniture that we need in the room. And Diana is standing over where the cleaning job was. And then she goes, smells like shit here. I go, yeah, I think it's, I think it's never leaving. The intensity of what was, uh, what what the uh, what was introduced to the carpet is, uh, I mean, uh, you know that scene from uh, fucking Shawshank Redemption where Andy is going through the uh, prison sewer system to get to uh, freedom. Uh, it, it's it's got to be like that. It's that intense. So despite all of that cleaning, it's like it's like we didn't even do anything. So I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. So that was a complete, utter catastrophe. Oh my God. So now we're the house that, uh, you know, every time you go in, it's like candles. Uh, we, we've got one of those, uh, uh, I, I, what is it? Like a, you put like essential oils into this like nebulizer. And then it shoots out like ions of like, like space ion lilacs. And it's still, it's like, it doesn't do anything. You know, you got the candle smell and space nebulizer lilacs and shit. Fuck me. Absolutely horrible. Back to the drawing board, I guess. All right. It's the indoor growing season. If you have a hobby of growing cannabis, there is a right way and a wrong way to do it. I can save you a lot of trouble. You can save yourself a lot of trouble. If you reach out to the pros at Horizon Hydroponics, everything you need for your indoor growing season. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N hydroponics.com. Get it? Hydro. 
Horizon Hydroponics. And, um, you know, they have four brick-and-mortar locations, one on Alpine and Grand Rapids, Byron Center near Grand Rapids, and then Lansing and Kalamazoo, Michigan. But if you want to order online from anywhere in the U.S., you can. Now, if you your order is $250, $250 and more, which uh, I'll be honest with you, it's pretty easy to get above $250. Some of the stuff's uh, pretty pricey. Doesn't matter where you buy it. But orders $250 and more are shipped anywhere in the U.S. for free. And when you buy online... Use the coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout. You will save 10%. And that is good if you buy it online and then pick it up. You can do that too. You can, uh, um, if you can pick it up, uh, you can spend under $100, $250. And uh, then that's fine too because you're picking it up. But the 10% off remains in effect. HorizonHydroponics.com. Uh, dumpster divers will be dropping a dumpster off at uh, the Eric Zane Show podcast house in the driveway. I should probably roll up the carpet and throw it in there. If you're having one of those great purge moments where you just get that shit out of here, I am so sick of seeing this. Uh, do it by uh, ordering a dumpster divers dumpster delivered to your home. They are... Uh, Unlike the other dumpsters, they're not like uh, low walled. They're high walled, and they don't occupy a ton of space. They're short, but they occupy the same amount. Of, they have the same capacity of that big, long, ugly dumpster that's in your neighbor's driveway. And this one is cheaper. You get it. It's beautiful, baby blue. Whoever heard of a beautiful dumpster? But they really are. And then you uh, open up a door. And then just fill that fucker full of whatever. You close it. They pick it up. There's a spot that says, don't go higher than this line. And then that's all you do. They pick that thing up and then you're in business. You'll pay less for a dumpster diver's dumpster. Call or text Kyle or not black Emilio 616-375-9962. That's call or text. And we're getting to the point of the season when not as many people are uh, renting dumpsters. So they're uh, making me point out that they also do uh, junk removal. They will remove the junk for you. Uh, they pull up and then you say, get rid of that. And then they do it for you. Call or text for an estimate. And they even do demolition work. Yeah, man, this is what I'm doing to this room. I want all the carpet ripped up because my dog shit on the floor. And I want the drywall out because the dog shit smell is soaked into the drywall. I want you to rip all this shit out and get it out of here. Okay. Call or text for an estimate. 616 5 I'm sorry 616-375-9962 While I'm at it Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV get your car repaired there this is a uh, business in West Michigan so you know if you're uh, way far out this isn't going to help you just know that they're great uh, but if you are in West Michigan you know even if you have to travel a little ways there's something about going to a trusted source to getting your car repaired 616-532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. They are spectacular over there uh, uh, servicing um, Asian, European, and domestic automobiles. About the only thing that they will not work on are Volkswagens. Thank you, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. The... Uh, 
The Duchess says I have vinyl planks. They are awesome, easy to install. Yeah, I'm I'm all I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Hello to Jerry Corbett. What up? Cardiff Electric in the house. Hashtag unblock Cardiff. Of course. Kent, who sells flooring, says hardwood is overrated and too expensive. Plus, upkeep sucks. Get a good vinyl plank or a rev wood by Mohawk if you insist on laminate. Some good discussion on flooring. Uh, Sarah Rook Ruck Roosh says the thing shooting essential oils is a diffuser, Eric. Well, whatever it is, I like the smell of it, but I don't like it blending in with the shit carpet smell. Uh, let's see. Kent says it may be out of the carpet, but without a vapor barrier pad, it's going to be in the padding and keep coming back. Oh my God. Holy shit. Terrible. It's in the padding, man. Bad news. <laughs> Rob says these stories bringing down the value of your house by tens of thousands of dollars each year. Shut up. Adam says, yeah, but man, I think these hard services are very hard on the dogs, paws, knees, and hips. Yeah, it, dude, look, they're always on a couch. These dogs have it made. Uh, O'Neal is in his own chair off camera. Bruce and Daisy, after the dick licking ordeal, are now just asleep on their own couch. The furniture we buy for the house is just for the dogs. Trust me, these dogs are going to break records for lifespan. Uh, this made me laugh. I guess uh, it's a callback to. Because the, the dog shit is in the padding. It's in your paws. Thank you, Kenny. On the couch, except when shitting on the carpet. Fucking disgusting. All right. Dog the bounty hunter is back. Okay. You see it. I'm sharing the screen. Dog the Bounty Hunter gives terrifying warning to Brian Laundry, but says he'll take him alive and won't kill him. Dog, you're not doing anything. How would you like to be the actual uh, law enforcement community working on this case and this fucking goof shows up uh, with fucking uh, a roach clipped feathers in his hair? The stupid mullet, uh, leather skin that's bright red. Uh, in this particular moment, I'll share it with you. He gets enraged. Check this out. So, Brian, let me have you, Brian. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> what did you do? You're living it every night, aren't you, boy? Fucking asshole. Turn yourself in. 
Brian. Once in your life, be a man. Wow. Look at him. Puts his glasses back on. This is so stupid. Oh, my God. This guy is a piece of work. Dog the bounty hunter. Let me have you, Brian. <laughs> the look on his face. He, he uh, very, very calmly pulls the stupid glasses back. So, Brian. Let me have you, Brian. So, Brian. Let me have you, Brian. What the? Didn't he get hurt or something like that? Didn't we just talk about that? Do? What did you do? You're living it every night, aren't you, boy? Come on. Turn yourself. All right. I've about had enough of this guy. Uh, he sounds like he's trying out for 1980s WWF. Yeah, this is great. Let me have you, Brian. Let me have you, Brian. Yeah, and, and, and just that line alone. Let me have you, Brian. Is that what this is about? You want to be the one to have him or bring him to justice? Somehow he's made this about him, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Okay, he's made this into a fucking uh, a sideshow. At the end of the day, we got a dead girl strangled to death, homicide, and this idiot somehow has managed to stay uh, 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 hidden, and this fucking clown comes out of the woodwork and tries to make himself relevant somehow. Didn't he suspend his... Uh, is is looking for him? Wasn't that announced? We just talked about it. Yeah, I have to. I have to. I have a foot injury, so now I uh, instead of me going out and looking for you, I want him to let me let him let me have you, Brian. Let me have you, Brian. Finn, Brian. Once in your life, be a man. You can hear those Blue Jays in the background. I love Blue Jays. What a sick, twisted asshole. My God. There's a story going around about um, America's Got Talent Extreme. Oh, boy, this is rough. I don't have uh, audio of this, but uh, there is video going around on TMZ. And uh, uh, not for the faint of heart on this one. I'm not going to lie to you. This is, uh, this is a, a rough, rough thing. So on this show, America's Got Talent Extreme. Um, usual fare with, uh, the host watching these, uh, I guess, extreme stunts or shit like that. And in, in, in a recording of it, um, it, uh, on, on, uh, just the other day, this Jonathan, uh, Goodwin guy is going to do a stunt where he is suspended above the ground by, uh, I don't know, uh, 80 feet, 90, it might even been even more. And he's in a straight jacket and there's two cars and uh, the cars are like uh, suspended and then they uh, release them and the cars swing almost like a pendulum and he's in between them. So the cars are totally uh, going towards him and then they, uh, the, the, the way the stunt goes, they're going to lift him up just as the cars collide. As far as I can tell, you're going to see this. I'm going to show it to you. It's gruesome. But the uh, tether that's holding him by his feet over where the impact of the cars is is happening 
uh, breaks and he falls at precisely the exact time that th- those cars come together and he gets sandwiched, smashed by the cars, which to make it even worse, are designed to explode. Holy shit. Now, I don't know ultimately what was going to happen there. If it was just going to the, uh, he was going to be held by the tether while he gets out and then the fire rages below him. I'm not sure, but that's all out the window because and, uh, the rope broke and holy shit, you have got to see this. Now, again, if you're, if you're, if you don't like this type of shit, now he's not dead yet, but because then this is remarkable that he lived. He then fell. He emerges from the ball of flames and falls all that distance and lands on his head. And you're thinking, well, this guy's dead, right? He was, he was smashed, then burnt to a crisp, then fell eight stories on his head. No, he's alive. Watch this. Oops. Here it comes. You see those guys? See, that's him. And they look at whammo. What? Again, here he is in the middle. You got one car there, one car there, Simon Cowell, the whole group, Terry Crews. Yikes. The camera moves away. One more close-up of gruesomeness. There he is suspended. I guess that's not eight stories. It's probably about at least 30, 40 feet though, right? He was supposed to land though on this, um, on this pad, but he doesn't. That inflatable thing. Uh, he doesn't land on the inflatable. He falls down. So that's just like the worst thing you've ever seen in your life, right? Ooh. And uh, all right. they Everybody saw it. And they're like, holy shit, we can't believe what we just saw. Uh, stunt gone wrong. Every bit as shocking as it sounded. Uh, rushed to the hospital in critical condition. He's a professional daredevil, so he's done this shit for a long time. Uh, but the whole thing went south unresponsive at first everybody on the set uh thought he was dead but he came to airlifted to a nearby hospital underwent surgery uh taken to a trauma unit uh condition unclear nbc confirmed the seriousness offered their uh, the usual thoughts and prayers blah 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 a longtime stuntman and escape artist having appeared on the regular version of agt with death defying stunts prior to his migration to this spinoff so yeah, uh, America's Got Talent Extreme is, uh, I'm guessing, short-lived. Might want to rethink it. All right, moving on. It was a weekend of limo work. One particular ride that I was telling you about, I mentioned it that I did it Saturday night. Uh, uh, probably a poor decision because I got in late from my big uh, uh, crash and burn the next day at the marathon. I don't think that changed anything. Just made me a little bit groggy. This one, uh, here's the thing. Uh, I am learning quickly that all weddings, when you are a chauffeur and you pick up your um, passengers, it's always the same. Always. It's always guaranteed to go like this. If you have a wedding party pickup where you're picking up a bride and groom as they are, um, we're sending them off, canopy of love, sparklers, get in the limo and go off to your honeymoon. You know, it's all, it's supposed to be a certain way and it never, ever works out. Now, As I get there to this event, 
I've got it. They, these, these, uh, this couple has, um, booked it for two hours. Me. Um, I get there at 10. Typically you get there and for an hour and a half, you just sit there and do nothing. They want you there early though. And the way it always works is you get there early and then you just wait. So I'm sitting there watching everybody dance. And then I hear, okay, last dance. And, uh, they sure enough, it's a, it's a great event. They're, they're singing up uh, a play and sing us a song. You're the piano man. Everybody's singing it gathered around the bride and groom. This has become a tradition. I don't know if you know this. It's a thing. Now, this is the song that you sing young people. When they get married, they bust out the Billy Joel piano man. And everybody gets around the bride and groom and then they lift them up like on their shoulders. So the bride and groom are being, this is it. This is the big finale. And the photographer is getting all these pictures and stuff like that. And everybody's having a great time. By the way, if you are someone, you know, is getting married, recommend that they get a wedding planner, pay for it. I don't care if you have to get, if you have to get a second mortgage on your home, get a wedding planner. You have to do this because they take care of everything. And they're like a program director for the wedding. They're, they're the fucking boss. You stay here. You're, they're ordering the photographer, talking to the DJ, talking to the, uh, uh, uh banquet hall operator. I mean, she is, is always the chick she, or a gay man. She, or he is in charge. You must do this. If you don't have a wedding planner, you're making a huge mistake. Okay. If you want to have fun at your wedding, Hire a wedding planner because the bride and groom, all they want to do is get hammered, uh, say hi to their friends and family, do the piano man song, uh, shower of sparklers, get in the limo, get the fuck out of there. This couple gets in the limo, but never, it never is just drive away. It's always get out of the limo and start giving hugs. So I was like, well, no, wait a minute here. You're fucking this all up. If you had a wedding planner, uh, this would all have been taken care of. You say your hugs ahead of time or do your hugs, say your goodbyes. And then you get in the car and then you just stomp on the gas as fast as you can and get the hell out of there. Drive across the lawn, get out, or you're never going to leave. Not everybody does wedding planners though. In fact, I haven't discovered that many people do it on the cheap. And then this happens. And then Eric has to pay the price. So I'm always smiling. If you, you, I'm working for tips. You better fucking be smiling. If I have any look on my face, like, fuck, I'm waiting. They're going to read that and they're going to hate your guts. So everything is no problem. No problem. So I got dad of the, of the uh, bride and he's gathering up the uh, suitcases. Cause these folks are going to a hotel and, uh, then the next day they're going off on their honeymoon. Uh, and I can see him gathering up suitcases. So I know what's up. I go, excuse me. Um, these are for our bride and groom, right? And he goes, yeah. I go, well, I'm, I'm your guy. Let me load all these in the car for you. He goes, oh my God, that's great. I go, of course, of course, you know, get all that shit. So after a good start, sing us a song. You're the piano man. I looked, there's, a, there's great, great shots by the photographer. This is going perfectly. I'm looking around for a wedding planner. I'm like, God, please tell me there's a wedding planner here so we can get the fuck out of here. And uh, I talked to somebody in the know. I go, so wh- where is the wedding planner? Oh, oh, they didn't, they don't have one. I'm like, oh, no. 
Oh, God. Shit. The wedding planner is going to, uh, uh, you know, keep this moving. It comes time to do our uh, send off and sure as shit, man. She gets in. He gets in. He goes out the other side of the limo because he's forgotten something. So if you had a wedding planner, this wouldn't be happening. And he like runs off to another parking lot to go get something. And then it's in someone else's car. So he's trying to hit the alarm to find out who's beep, 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 beep. He can't find it. So he goes to another parking lot. Meanwhile, the bride is out now. I mean, it's supposed to be get in it's sparklers. Then you drive away. You know, it's like, uh, I'm your, it's like horse and carriage. Uh, the, the pumpkin is going to, the limo is going to turn to a pumpkin in an hour. So let's go. No, 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 no. Uh, we're out getting hug, giving hugs and, uh, people are having cigarettes now. And with the bride as the dude, the groom's looking for his fucking bag. And, it, and so then finally, uh, he, he gets what he needs. She's like, okay, bye. And then she gets it. Oh my God. Where's my phone? Where's my phone at? Where's my phone? I'm like, we have to go open the fucking trunk up. Looking through it. I can't find my phone. Somebody need my phone. So that all the, the, the groomsmen and the bridesmaids are the, look, scanning the inside of the, of the banquet all for the fucking phone. And where's the phone? It's, she's got it the whole fucking time. I'm like, and obviously there I am going to ha ha ha. No problem. Hey, it's good. No, no worries. Hey, no problem. No problem. And uh, so they fucking find the phone and then they all get in. Say their goodbyes again. Uh, oh my God, I forgot my Garmin bag. A groom gets out. He's got to get his Garmin bag for his tux. It wanders away like 10 minutes. I couldn't find it. And then she's like, where's my makeup bag? So she gets out again, looking in the trunk. And I'm like, and it's there. Everything's there. And so a 10 p.m. arrival leads to an 11.30 p.m. departure. And I'm smiling. Uh, they tip very well. Um, you know, I nothing but accommodating when you're working for tips it's all good everything's great i have done these though where i've done that and gotten stiffed it's happened very rarely but it has happened i don't want to make it seem like i'm constantly getting stiffed i'm not i get they take care of you but uh so then they go we are starving and i go let's eat where do you want to go we want McDonald's. Well, of course. I don't blame you. Let's do it. Start driving. Uh, I'm in the sticks, okay? I'm in the middle of nowhere. McDonald's along the way. They all say closing soon, closing soon. I go, well, maybe we'll catch them. Maybe it's midnight that they that they happen. I pull into this one. It's 1145. Golden, they're closed. Fuck. Go to the next one. Sure enough, closed. I go, we got Burger King. And the guy goes, yeah, Burger King. The groom. And I hear, I hate Burger King. Fuck. No problem. We're going to find you a McDonald's, my dear, no matter what. We're driving a little bit down the road, getting ready to go back onto the freeway. And I see the Arby's sign. I go, McDonald's, yes, but Arby's? And he goes, I love Arby's. 
And he goes, you love Arby's, don't you? And he's just hoping and praying. She says, yes. And it's like, well, shit, you got to know whether she does. You're, you're getting married to her. Sure enough, you're, first of all, you should have known she hates Burger King. Second of all, you should know that she loves or doesn't love Arby's. She's like, Arby's is fine. I'll have the curly fries. All right, man. So we put this limo in there now. Uh, Arby's is pretty fast, but it's not McDonald's fast. And, uh, you know, we got one guy at the window, two people at the squawker, and then me. Guy at the squawker and the guy behind him aren't moving, so we're not moving. And then I see guy who's at the window he's gets his food all of a sudden guy at squawker is talking this is a prime indicator there's one guy in there a lot of time has passed from guy in at the window moving on to squawker guy talking and uh groom goes boy they're, they gotta they're, they gotta unhook the trailer here what's going on i go yeah they're probably understaffed sure as shit man this all takes place. I order the food. This is significant time. It's 20 minutes. Get to the window and I'm like, keep smiling, Eric. Nothing's a problem and do not make it seem like you're in any way impatient to these poor people working. And sure enough, there's a sign there. They've been, these poor people at Arby's have been put through the ringer so much that they have put up a sign that says, please bear with us. No one works here anymore or some shit like that. We, we are trying so hard. And so this poor dude, and he, he goes, did you order the Coca-Cola? I go, yes, sir, I did. He goes, okay, here's a go. He's all beaten up, you know. Everybody's screaming at this poor fucker. Did you order the shake, sir? I go, yeah, that's ours too. Yes, yes, young man. Yes, thank you. He gives me the shake. And then uh, he gives me the, the, another five minutes there waiting there. He hands me the foodies. And then, and then the lights go out. Like we're the last one in line. The lights go out on the outside of the sign and he hands me the food and all he wants to do is go home. You know, I'm like, I go, thank you, buddy. You did a great job. You did awesome. Thank you, sir. I give her food. Boom. We're in business. Off we go. Um, just prior to that, I forgot this part of the story. We're three miles away from the first McDonald's. She comes up and she goes, Eric, I go, oh, hey, how are you? I can see her in the thing behind me in the rearview mirror. And I go, what? what's up? What's up? And uh, she goes, uh, I have to pee. When you Can you find a rest stop? And I'm thinking, there's there's no rest stops here. I go, absolutely. I'm just almost to our McDonald's destination. But uh, absolutely, if I see one, I pull over. Sure enough, amazingly, there was a rest stop. I couldn't believe it. I didn't think there was anyone there. So she pulls over. They pee. So all of these things happen. This is a perfect example of that's why they go to me when it comes to these, these pickups. Okay. Because they know, I mean, you guys all know I am a very patient, loving soul. When have I ever showed any impatience with anyone on this live stream ever? That's why they give me those jobs. They know that I make this a wonderful experience. She gave me a huge tip. I'm like, well, thank you so much. Saving up for my own wedding. I have a feeling that that's coming. I have a feeling that I'll be saving my pennies for a Jackie and Justin wedding. I haven't been tipped off yet, but I'm fairly confident I'm going to be pulled aside 
by this young man very soon. And then I got Jim and Aubrey getting married. Now they're the wild cards. They are doing it. The they're 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 the justice of the peace ones. Jim and Aubrey. They've been together for ten years, for God's sake. Yep. We just got a ring. We're just gonna go to the justice of the peace. I go, you know what? You you do you. I go, let's have a party here though. We'll have a big party at the house. Nah. What are you talking about? Come on, it's your wedding. We'll have uh, Mr. Esteban make the egg rolls. We'll have the best Asian food that you love. It'll be great. Eh, what is your deal? I'm offering you a party. Speaking of weddings, this is going to hurt right now for uh, Zaniac Jason Teary. Okay, excuse me. Jason Teary is... uh, of course, the uh, man behind the Threads podcast and the Gig Economy podcast and whatever other podcast he does now. Uh, dear friend, who for a time was a sponsor on this show, I was talking about the Threads podcast, and you still should go check out that show after you listen to mine and my Patreon. <clears throat> but uh, nevertheless, Jason um, started out as a massive fan of the Free Beer and Hot Wings show. He didn't listen to that shit anymore for obvious reasons, because it sucks tons of dick. But um, Jason was the guy who at our very first live show threw up into like his hat or a beer cup or something like that at the intersection in Grand Rapids during the live show, and they threw him out. Legendary. Well, uh, actually really good at podcasting. He's a good storyteller. He cuts through the clutter, and I think... Um, what that doesn't he, uh, what the hell was the name of that business that I, uh, he, that I marketed for him. He actually does podcast coaching. What is that called again? I can't believe it. I'm forgetting that. What an idiot. Well, anyway, I hear from him over the weekend and I'm like, wait, what? Uh, He reaches out to me via text. Saturday, he writes in the afternoon, I'm 10 feet from your daughter in Detroit. And I'm like, oh oh, yeah, same wedding. Because Jacqueline and Justin are at a wedding. So whatever. And then he wrote, yep, does she know the bride or groom? And he said, and she, and uh, Jason says, I'm not, I said, I'm, I'm not sure. And he says, should I take a video like sick fuck Dean? And I wrote, no. She, I'm thinking, you know, because she'll think that's crazy. Then he writes to me at 630. We talk. She's sweet. Good job. I guess implying uh, good job raising her. All right. I wouldn't be talking about this if it didn't get weird. Uh, Saturday, just before 6 p.m. There's someone here you know. Uh, wait, there's someone you know here where I am right now. Ha ha, and I wrote Jason Teary. Now, I don't know about you listening to this podcast. How would you approach this? I would assume 
that you or anyone or Jason in this scenario would introduce yourself with a disarming and eaten something that would explain what's going on without any type of uh, weirdness by saying, you don't know me, but I listen to your dad's podcast. I'm Jason. I think you're Jackie or you must be Jackie, right? Okay. Now that would make her go, Oh, uh, Oh my God. Incredible. No, I, I, it's good to meet you. Does he do that? No, 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 he doesn't do that. Oh, that would, that would be smart. Jackie wrote this. Uh, yeah, he walked up to me and said, hi, he just walks up and says, hi, Jackie. And I was like, quote, I have no idea who you are. When I saw her yesterday, she was like, what, what's going on? This is weird. I don't know who you are. You can't, you can't just walk up to someone and drop. Hey, hi, I know who you are. Like just saying, hi, how are you? You have to give the background. You know what I mean? Otherwise it's weird. Holy shit. So he totally caught her off guard. I need to bring this idiot in here. Now I know he listens later in the day, but. Hey. Hey, hey what's up? What the hell is wrong with you? With me? Yeah, with you. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you just, okay. You told me that Jackie was at the wedding. Right. Okay. Did you just apparently walked up to her and just said, hi, Jackie. Like the first words out of your mouth were hi, Jackie. So, no, she walked past me from the bathroom. I'm like, hi, Jackie. Okay, whatever. well, she kept on walking. I was going to have a conversation with her, but she kept on walking. No, I was like, you idiot. The first words can't be, hi, Jackie. They have to be, you don't know me, but I listen to your dad's podcast. I'm Jason. How are you? That's you what can't you- do that when someone's walking by. She was like hauling ass. Well, then you wait till you have the opportunity, and then you approach like a normal human does, not like a goddamn sc- crazy stalker. Well, whatever. <laughs> it's it's bad enough you got the stupid beard. You look like you're homeless. Oh, well, I looked fucking great that night. <laughs> I actually didn't even have a hat on. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, I said to her, I go, yeah, he's a jackass. He doesn't know what the oh. hell... Yeah, ask your bring it up with your wife. Your 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 wife has probably the most sense of anybody I've ever met. And just probably. say, "Hey, let me let me uh let me put this scenario by you. Should, how should I have approached this?" And she'll tell you uh what you should have said. And you don't just go, "Hi, Jackie." Uh. I didn't sound like stupid fucking Dean. I was like, <laughs> I was very nice and upbeat. I know, but so are some serial killers. You, I mean, she uh, doesn't. She doesn't know uh, how you know her, and she's. You know, I mean, come on. She. Well, then you need. Then you need to talk to her about safety because then she walked up to me like two minutes later and started chatting with me. Yeah, but she thought you were all rapey. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no fucking way. Okay. 
Um, what what is that business of yours that that is the podcast coaching called again? Uh, hey guys, media group. Why well, I could not remember that for the life of me. I apologize. No worries. So if anybody ever wanted to start a podcast, you see, this is the trade off for the beat up you just took. You have earned this right now. If you are thinking about starting a podcast, instead of spinning your wheels and figuring it out as you go and wasting valuable time and money, go to heyguysmediagroup.com and have this this idiot who doesn't know how to behave in public help you start your podcast. (laughs) Wait, am I on the podcast right now? Yes, you're on the podcast. Well, of course you are. Fucker, you're supposed to tell people that. You know I do the podcast every day at this time, you asshole. I mean, I thought you were done. I'm glad you didn't say the N-word or anything. I know. I was pretty close. Or F rhymes with bag. All right. Well, anyway, are you driving right now? What are you doing in your time? I'm still uh, I'm doing lawn fertilization. I got like two weeks left, and then I'll be done. You're such a hustler. I'm a hustler. I know. And then it'll be, it'll be to gig work full time, so. Do you realize that if you shaved the beard, I wouldn't know who you were? I know. It's pretty crazy. Get rid of that thing. Get rid of that no, thing. I, I look more rapey without it. No, that's not true. <laughs> well, right. Thanks for beating me up and not telling me I was on the show. Well, you deserved every bit of that. All right, fucker. All right. Thanks. Yep. Bye. Okay, see it. There you go. You can't just say Hi. Provide context to people. What a jackass. Uh, speaking of limousine work, like I was talking about earlier, uh, uh, if you go to buscareers.com, they, uh, Affordable Limousine is looking for uh, drivers, experienced drivers, uh, with a Class B license with passenger endorsement. So, okay. You know, you're driving a school bus, maybe a cement mixer, whatever it is. Um, would you at least uh, fill out the form at buscareers.com and see what they can do for you? The wage you'll be earning at Affordable Limousine is as good as any other place that um, uh, needs that type of license to operate the machinery. But you get tips on, on top of that. So you know, some of these drivers that have a uh, class B with passenger endorsement at the end of the night, uh, what was 18 bucks an hour turns into like $38 an hour or more. I mean, the drivers at affordable limousine make sweet coin. And the best part about affordable limousine is you can work as much or as little as you want. You can go the route once you get on board with saying, okay, Hey, I'm, I want this to be my full-time job. I am available. This is my availability. If you offer me a job, I'm going to take it. So a a lot of the way that works is Justin from affordable reaches out. Can you be available uh, Wednesday, 2 PM to 7 PM? You're taking the Aquinas basketball team to their game. And yes, I can do that. This is working smarter, not harder. You show up in the uh, coach team gets on. You drive to wherever you sit there. You watch uh, Netflix, team gets back on, you're driving back, and then you're at a big fat-ass amount uh, for a wage for the time that you are driving. 
And as I said, it's as much or as little as you want. This could be a part-time job. And then it works out to like when Justin reaches out to me, he says, can you do this job? I'm just either yes or no. There's, there's no, there's no pressure at all. There are times when he goes, dude, we're screwed. I need you to do this job. Can you somehow finagle this? And I'm like, "Mm, okay, well, let me see. Maybe I can. And then uh, sometimes that happens, but this is a great, great job. Please consider affordable limousine. They need drivers to try to expand their workforce. They've got the, uh, an amazing fleet of trolleys, buses, shuttles, limousines, Hummers, you, you name it. And they just need more drivers. Buscareers.com. Buscareers.com. Go there, fill out the form today. Gift of Life Michigan says, please be an organ donor. At the, uh, at the end of our ride, we would love it that uh, if, if, if we all did that, you know, in the un- unlikely event of an untimely passing, uh, uh, we, we, you know, you can't take it with you. So donate your, uh, donate your organs. Gift of Life Michigan. Go to ericsaintshow.com. Cliff, uh, Cliff. Click on the Gift of Life Michigan logo and uh, fill out the, do- the donor owner. God, I cannot talk. The donor form. Organ donor form is what I'm trying to say. Gift of Life, Michigan. Meanwhile, Frank the Tank Fuss. Have you done this yet? When it comes to health insurance or life insurance, car insurance, dental insurance, uh, insurance through your, uh, through your employer, buying insurance through Obamacare, Medicare policies. Supplemental policies that go along with medical care. Medical care. I can't talk today, apparently. Any of that, you go to buyinsurancehere.com. Or you can call or text 616-914-4070. This is free. Okay? So um, this allows you to not waste any time when it comes to any of these policies. Uh, I, when I'm talking about employer's insurance, when it comes to re-enrollment, they want you to sit through a meeting and make your choices. Um, some of that can be daunting. It's a lot of information to go through. Just pass it off to Frank and he'll take care of it for you. 616-914-4070. And in some of those policies through your employer, it might be a good idea to get a very, very inexpensive supplemental insurance policy to ensure that you have the best coverage for your family. Because a lot of times um, with that insurance policy through your employer, it sucks shit. And you're looking at after your deductible is met, you still are on the hook for a percentage of those charges. That can be taken care of with a very inexpensive supplemental insurance policy. And Frank can offer you all of that. I highly recommend that. Okay. Because if you're thinking, well, I just can't afford it. Well, you're really not going to be able to afford it, afford it when you're looking at, you know, if, God forbid something happens, car accident, cancer treatment, whatever it may be, uh, 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 surgery for whatever, you're sidled with a lot of insurance bills after the deductible is met. You know what I mean? So uh, you might want to consider this. Reach out to Frank, 616-914-4070. Call or text My Policy Shop Insurance. He is a licensed independent insurance broker slash agent. And he is absolutely non-negotiable, very, very important. You know who's going to need a uh, great insurance policy is Vince Neal from Motley Crue. Hey, everybody, this is Vince Neal, and uh, hey, man, uh, just keep rocking.
Vince Meal. Boy, nothing is coming up roses for this guy. Uh, he might want to just take the cue from uh, from the universe and say, I think I should probably wrap it up. It was bad enough when however many months ago he uh, had that horrible performance and he had to walk off the stage because things were so bad because uh, he couldn't sing anymore. Then he was uh, said, nope, I'm getting in shape. I'm going to use this uh, this expensive machine to get me in shape. Well, apparently he has been singing better. Uh, this moment that I'm about to play for you on the live stream, and I'll link it up in the show notes. Uh, he was in the Smoky Mountains somewhere in the Gatlinburg area, and appeared to be a lot of people at the show, and I guess he was singing quite well. According to the uh, uh, eyewitnesses that saw this all unfold, and uh, they're 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 busting out the song "Girl, uh, Girl, Don't Go Away, Mad Girl, Don't Go Away, Mad Girl, Just Go Away," and then you know they're wrapping it up, and Vince is doing hand claps. You'll see him on the side here while the band is uh, is doing their thing, and then he vanishes. Vince falls off stage like a son of a bitch. Watch. He's he's on the side there. Watch. Clap, 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 clap. Oh, boy. Oh, no. There he goes. Shit. The bad motherfucker. That was bad. Hmm. There was some... Um, uh, 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 that's a lawsuit. That is not bad. He was actually very badly hurt. That actually is... Uh, it was very, very serious. That's not even fucking funny. Um, so he's in bad shape. He busted up his ribs real bad. I thought he'd be dead. Um, there was a spot by the, by the, uh, by the speaker or something like that. Um, where his, he just went down. My God. A short time later, Dace, uh, basis. I said, Dacis, basis, Dana strum. Um, First of all, it says it turns out there was a, there was a gap between the speaker and the stage that Vince did not see. He fell through onto the floor. His roadie and a security guy helped him get to his feet. Vince limped away. Uh, a short time later, bassist Dana Strum addressed the crowd about the extent of the injuries. Vince fell and broke his ribs. He can't breathe. He's going to get dealt with medically. He says, now that sucks for us and him. He was so excited to be here. He lives in Tennessee. I didn't know that. But he's willing to stick it out and tough it out when the people back here were telling him, don't do it, Vince. Uh, let's have one good round of applause for Vince. Uh, I guess they, Dana Strum or whoever uh, sang in his place uh, at the Monsters on the Mountain set. Actually, the guitar player uh, sang with it, took over the lead vocal duties. So it's just I mean, one thing after another for Vince. If it wasn't for the extreme intoxication on the cameos and the uh, the embarrassment of having to leave during Girls, Girls, Girls. Oh, God. What a fall he took. When you're that inept physically, I mean, that's a. am surprised it didn't kill him. He just vanished. Holy shit. If this thing goes off, if this tour goes off, with uh, Def Leppard and whoever, Joan Jett. It's going to be a miracle. Uh, request from Jason Chafer. 
Right, Mike Pellerito overlay that audio of the grape late grape ladies uh, with the video of Vince Neil taking that dive. Man, God, did he fall? Shit, you know he's got to sue them, right? I mean, if you're Vince, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Adam writes, got to wonder if he was heavily medicated. It's not like he's not familiar with being on stages. So if he sues them, you know, that's going to come out. The, 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 the defendants are going to say, well, he's probably shit faced exhibit a. All right. Speaking of uh, old guy rockers, Mick Jagger has clapped back at uh, Paul McCartney. Uh, course uh paul mccartney for some reason has been has ignited this war uh, between the two and uh we had talked about it how um paul referred to the rolling stones as a blues cover band and what what a ridiculous thing to say. As much as I love the Beatles, how could you possibly fucking say that? And you know, I've uh, I've heard McCartney on uh, on Stern. He talked about he's very uh, very frank talking about the breakup of the Beatles. And I thought that was really cool. The honesty there. I mean, if if if, if it is, but now it's like now he seems like a bitter old man. So who knows if that's even true? I mean, of the Beatles, I was I was a uh, team John Lennon. Uh, over Paul McCartney, but uh, I still equally love uh, love them both and love the band. But this is ridiculous. Uh, first of all, attacking the Stones, seventy nine year old Paul McCartney slams the Stones as a blues cover band. Jagger, seventy eight, says, "Yeah, uh, uh, all right, say what you will, but uh, uh, you know we've been a band uh, for you know fifty years, for God's sake, maybe more. I don't even know." Well, more than 50 years. I think it was the mid 60s that the Rolling Stones became a thing. And here they are still selling out soccer stadiums around the world. You know, I mean, Paul McCartney could still do that, but he's not. Uh, Over the weekend, the Stones were at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, which is quite a spectacle. That stadium is absolutely amazing. I remember when Jerry Jones uh, and the Dallas Cowboys built that big-ass thing there. Uh, The the one in L.A. makes that look like a fucking outhouse. I think it cost $5 billion to make SoFi Stadium. I'm not even exaggerating. Uh, So the Stones are there where he uh, called out the... uh, a uh, plethora of celebrities that were at his concert, including Megan Fox, Lady Gaga, and Leonardo DiCaprio. So he's like, oh, yeah, he's, he's pointing out all these people, so that's cool. Then he says, Paul McCartney is here. He's going to join us in the blues cover band. That's awesome. That's all he had to say. and Probably had a good laugh at it, too. So, fuck, yes. I'm uh, Now, if I had to rank them, I would say McCartney is third. It's John Lennon, Stones, McCartney. Fuck you, Paul. Shut the fuck up. What what kind of asshole goes after the Rolling Stones and all they're doing is performing, uh, uh, doing their thing for the past, what, 55 years? 
Shut up. Who the fuck do you think you are? I mean, when a billionaire goes ahead and starts talking shit to people, I mean, why? I mean, to, to what end? What it, a rivalry with the Rolling Stones? The whole thing is stupid. I don't know. William Shatner is lecturing the world, and I found this to be so stupid. Okay? First of all, I don't know which one of the royal family said it. The older of the boys, right? Is there two? There's the one with, there's the redhead who now is like, he lives in America now and he's, uh, and then you got the older one. He said the same thing I said, same thing my dad said. All right, look, all these fucking egomaniacs, uh, uh, who are flying into space, trying to, uh, uh, you know, outspace each other with their millions and billions of dollars. That whole, this whole thing is stupid. Unless there's going to be an entire industry that keeps millions of people working, this whole thing is a, a gigantic dick-swinging contest and stupid. I feel that that is true. I mean, uh, to me, the best way to show how rich you are would be to take your billions of dollars and, you know, uh, end hunger. Can you imagine that? And I know some of you are like, no, no, no. That's ridiculous. You can't say that. People can do whatever they want with their money. Yeah, well, this is stupid. I don't give a shit what you tell me. This is absolutely disgusting that uh, the wealthiest people in the world for fun are just being shot into space for 10 minutes at a time and acting like they're important. They're not. The whole thing is stupid. Um, and then uh, fucking asshole William Shatner goes into space and oh boy, everybody's just, just falling all over themselves to interview this asshole. And, uh, he says, I was trying to think of something clever to say. And then we got up and when I was there, everything I thought might be clever to say went out the window. He told, he told Savannah and Hoda, all of a sudden the blue is down below and the blackness of space. All right. Great. The trip aboard the new Shepard rocket. That all went down. And then he said this. Um, okay. That's the guy, Prince William. Well, many people are cheering on these missions by billionaires. Others such as Prince William say the effort to send humans into space takes away from the threat of climate change. Well, okay. Yeah. I'm thinking more about, you know, getting food in people's mouths or whatever. Uh, but you know, I could definitely see that climate change would be uh, a thing that, uh, but, uh, you know what ultimately is, uh, it has to happen if you want to change the climate on the planet. Uh, you know, you need to stop, uh, we need to stop living, uh, driving cars, getting power and, uh, having plastics. And let's be perfectly honest here. That is not going to happen. Ultimately, the planet is going to get hotter and hotter because more and more people do what people do. And there is no way around that. There is never a way that I would actually look you in the face and say, you need to stop doing what you do because there's no way this is going to change. Nothing, even, even if we suddenly decided to put the brakes on everything, we still need oil. We still need natural uh, fossil fuels. It, it's it's uh, completely inevitable. This is going to happen, okay? We will uh, eventually exhaust the planet. And the quicker you come to grips with that and stop stressing about it, the happier your life will be. There's nothing you can do to stop this train. 
Unless if you suddenly just want to stop burning things for fuel. This is not going to change. So shut up about it. I would uh, think that there would be a, a great opportunity to take that vast amount of money that this fucking asshole uses. And, you know, uh, feed some dying babies in the fucking uh, sub-Saharan Africa. But no. So as as, as uh, well thought as it, it is for Prince William, there's still nothing that's going to affect climate change. I firmly believe that. But Shatner, this is uh, ridiculous to me. Uh, uh, this This statement. Shadner is lecturing people saying we need to get right to end climate change. And he's lecturing the world. Okay. He's lecturing the world. William Shatner is about how we need to change our ways. Okay. Uh, So he's making this big push now after the fact that the uh, flight has happened and is saying after seeing our planet and seeing it how in the beautiful way that it was with the curvature of the earth and the thin blue line and the vastness of space above me and our atmosphere and then the weightlessness, it was so uh, 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 mind-blowing to me. It's made me aware that we need to change our ways. That is William Shatner's big message. Uh, Not for once acknowledging the fact that that rocket to shoot him off to realize this uh, jettisoned uh, uh, so much whatever it it did to uh, get him up to there, the amount of fuel consumed and the amount of uh, damage to the planet from that Blue Origin rocket getting him to there. The irony there is, is, is lost on him, and he doesn't realize that. So I guess my point is shut the fuck up and go away. Enough lectures about how much damage we're doing to the planet. Everybody knows, but no one's going to do anything about it. So shut up. No matter what, uh, what you say, what some loud Swedish kid screams at me with a microphone. Uh, I need plastic. I need lights. I need heat. And that's the end of it. There is, there's nothing else that can be done. I'm not saying we suddenly just light all the world's uh, coal mines on fire, but at the same time, shut up. Because this is ultimately what is going to kill us and consume us. There's no looking back. So shut up! You're a fucking hypocrite, William Shatner. My God. All right. Uh, Dr. Steve says, I like uh, Eric's podcast. I, so much so I even signed up for his Patreon. But he gives me so much shit on the Patreon that I don't know what to listen to. All I want to hear is the rants. Well, I could see that. You you might not be interested in the Lost Zane recordings because you don't have any idea what that is. That's my old radio show. You don't know what the Insane Asylum is. That's a two-hour music-driven radio show. The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Who's this Ben? You don't know. You're new. Just know that the Patreon bonus podcast is a great accompaniment to this podcast, and you can get it at patreon.com slash Eric Zane. TC Paintball. Zane, what happened to the paintball event? We moved it. Okay, it's been moved to Sunday, November uh, 21. We have rebooked the paintball war 
16 to November 21. So what was going to happen this weekend, thank God it didn't. Oh my God. Just getting there would have been a struggle. Uh, let's see here. Paintball War 16, the Pilgrim Massacre. All right. That's what we're calling it. Sunday, November 21. So I'm looking at the usual suspects. I know Gabe the Honduran had 14 people ready to go after the fact. I know the Tarantula Farmer has his usual gang. Mays, Kuiper, Tyler K. I'll try to get Dale out there. We have potential to have a huge, huge event. If you want in, we've got uh, just over a month. Okay, we have rescheduled it. It's coming up on the 21st of November. I need to hear from you individually. I'll reach out myself. I got to get a great head count of people for this one. The goal is 40. Booking this party at tcpaintballgr.com. It's going to set you back 35 bucks. Reach out to me, eric at ericsangio.com if you want in. Three hours of play, pizza party beforehand. Awesome. A lot of talk about shit on the carpet today. Bennett flooring installation. 616-318-0167. If you need flooring installed, carpeting, vinyl plank, laminate, tile even, hardwood, whatever it is you need installed, they are the experts in West Michigan. Call or text 616-318-0167. They will come out to your residence, measure, and tell you how much it's going to cost you to install it. This is great because sometimes... You deal with flooring people. They're like, we want to do everything. We want to pull out the old stuff. We want to, you don't have to do that. You can take care of that part yourself. Get your flooring on your own. They're just installing it. That way it's going to save you money. Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. The asshole of the day is coming up in just a second. First of all, though, full housecomedy.com that's the website you go to if you want to see a comedy show uh coming up this week the multi-talented jonathan martin is appearing in town howard city lanes on october 20th october 21st 21st ambrosia the um i'm sorry that appearance at the Ambrosia Theater. And then on the 22nd, Rockford Lanes for Jonathan Martin. Paul Rodriguez, the world-famous Paul Rodriguez, makes an appearance at Billy's Lounge in Grand Rapids on the 22nd for two shows. Uh, Back Alley Comedy Club in Muskegon on the 23rd. And the 24th, the Park Theater. In town this week. You want tickets for these or any of the other shows Go to fullhousecomedy.com. Uh, yeah, I had it right. I almost screwed that up. Fullhousecomedy.com. Asshole of the day. Nominations. First of all, let me go over what I talked about, and you can uh, submit in the live stream who you think is the asshole of the day. Uh, big story, Mike Ball slaughtering me by about 40 minutes. 40 minutes, two seconds. Oh, God, that was horrible. Uh, Talked about who are these podcasts, the creep off. Talked about the lions. Oh, my God, the catastrophe that is the lions. 
The uh, Cincinnati Bengals player puking mom spaghetti on the field. O'Neal's catastrophe at the house here. The NFK informing me that someone's got the shits. Uh, we talked about... Let me have you, Brian! Dog the bounty hunter! Let me have you, Brian! America's Got Talent Extreme. Talked about limo work over the weekend. My daughter talking with uh, Jason Teary, who she thought was in club rape. Vince Meal has a problem as he falls off the stage. Mick claps back. William Shatner lectures the world. Uh, all right. Who is your asshole of the day? Oh, man. I don't know if you can give O'Neal the asshole of the day. The dog had to go. I felt bad for O'Neal. There's no way I can make him asshole of the day. Are you kidding? Yeah. Chris says no dogs for assholes of the day. They don't know better. Let's see. Any other nominations? Asshole of the day. William Shathead as he lectures from the stairs. Of one of his many private jets. Yeah, you can't lecture people. At least Greta Thunberg made it seem like uh, she was legit when she took like a boat uh, once to the U.S. But uh, quit acting like you you guys are like uh, leading by example. Enough. The only way to lead by example is to join an Amish community, you know? They don't have... They, they, their carbon footprint is incredibly small. Uh, let's see. I think we've narrowed it down to two, maybe three. William Shatner, Dog the Bounty Hunter, and Jason from Threads Podcast. Uh, Rob says Greta Thunberg is legit. That's why you don't hear about her anymore. I, I did hear her. She was screaming at somebody. She still does that. She's still screaming at everybody. Uh, you know, I I give her credit for uh, uh, maintaining this, unless if she's making a ton of money. If she's making a ton of money off this, then it's completely hypocritical. But if she, <laughs> Nick says, a boat manufactured with plastics, just saying, yeah, I think she, it would have been a little bit more uh, credible if the boat was made from like, you know, uh, uh, resources that can be replaced or it didn't take fossil fuel to make. Like if it was like Noah's Ark style boat or like a fucking canoe made out of wood to get to cross the ocean, then it might have, but so I don't know if we can necessarily say she's legit. Mm. Dog, the bounty hunter, Jason from threads. And what's the other one? What did I say? Shatner. Dog the Bounty Hunter's been on the hot seat before, so whatever. I don't want him to be. So either Jason or William Shatner. And I really love Jason Terry. Uh... So with that said, it's got to be Jason from Threads is when the asshole of the day for seeming like a rapist at Hi Jackie as she walks by you. Hi Jackie. You know how weird that must have been for her? 
Come on, man. Introduce yourself like a big boy. You don't know me, but I'm a pal of your dad's. That's all you had to say. Hi, Jackie. Fucking weirdo. I love you. All right, so Jason from Threads Podcast and Hey Guys Media Group. Uh, hey, Eric, how are you doing? It seems like a newbie. Noel2LV374. Who are you? Tell me who you are. How do I know you? You know, that's like Jason from Threads Podcast. I don't, I don't know who you are. I know pretty much everybody on the live stream. You don't know me. You don't know. You don't know me, but I look through your windows at night. Yeah, it was so creepy. All right. Wow. Uh, that's a long podcast. Thank you so much for being part of it, folks. Uh, you guys are the best as always. And I'll be back on the uh, Patreon. Till then, have a good one. Talk to you. Bye-bye. We'll be right back.